Welcome to Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show. And uh, guess who's hanging out with us a little bit longer? Doctor in the house. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dr. Dr. Roger Buc- Ellison, our own Dr. Bucky. Dr. Bucky. Um, we've been talking about coronavirus with you and comparing it to the flu, and you've been so informative. And I think the most beautiful thing that you said was your personal statement of just don't panic, be smart, we're going to get through this, is your prediction. And I agree with that 100%. Um, but I do have some questions as the wife of a type one diabetic, yeah. I keep hearing uh, about. Are you looking with, at me, Jody? I keep thinking. I keep hearing about people. You know, people who are older or with respiratory illnesses. People who have weakened immune systems, and we know that. Uh, when when we say so, my question is: When you hear about diabetics, does it mean type one or two? It, it covers both, is what it does. Okay, uh, and they just have less immunity. Uh, they're not probably on the spectrum of people that have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, sure. and that type of thing, mm-hmm. but they're at a higher risk for infection. Is what well, you know what's yeah. weird about that, because I've been type 1 for 20-some-odd years now, and so anything takes a little bit longer to heal. I'm I'm very healthy. I mean, I maintain tight control over it. The reality is any little thing, a cut, probably takes twice as long to heal on my body as it does on somebody else's. And so I'm careful, but it's... It's interesting. The first time I'm so used to hearing diabetics get grouped in with the elderly and everybody else that, <laughs> that it's not not that I don't take it seriously, but I mean I'm I guess this I go in with a bit of confidence, you. right? But it's it's funny that Jody brings it up because I did have a cor- sort of a moment. I actually haven't told jo- Jody this yet at all. Oh, goody! No, so, so I mean I had a a moment thinking the other night well wow what if this really does compromise and then i'm like wow i really need to make sure that i have all the financial stuff in order for oh. jody to know for the kids <laughs> now i'm not planning on going anywhere just so know that you that. know well, but it's but i had but that. i mean i had that thought just because you're hearing about and i realize again almost every single case that we've heard in the media of somebody passing has been somebody who's got some sort of a chronic illness and they're already compromised or they're elderly right um but but i do want to at least be aware of it but there's not much else I can do other right. than maintain the diabetes. Is he still the taking the same and, yeah. precautions then? Uh, it's same precautions. It's exactly. You just have a little higher index of suspicion, which means if you get totally, <laughs> if, if you get, say that again, if, if you if you if you get <laughs> sick, and you're getting sick, respite. The biggest thing is most most of it. Like I said, you treat it like flu, right? Okay, mm-hmm. which is mostly stay home. Okay, yeah, take it easy, hydrate, rest, Tylenol, Motrin, and you just get better. Uh, if it does not go according to form. Okay, then you need to, and really, what they found out was SARS back when mm-hmm. this this was the big one. Yep. I don't know how many years ago, ten, fifteen, some yeah. odd. Yeah, uh, was the the last one to come out of come out of China. Uh, a lot of them come out of China, as you notice. Uh, but it is SARS was not the first insult. It was a week later. All of a sudden, they had overwhelming respiratory problems and failure, and so they okay. think the lungs on these people that had infl- inflammatory issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that they all of a sudden just almost over overreacted is what they did and created trouble is what I've heard. Okay, mm-hmm. on SARS, have no idea if Corona, if COVID nineteen is going to be like that. But I would say if it goes according, because pretty soon I really think a lot of people are going to have this illness. It's right. not they're putting the finger in the dike many ways, trying these restrictions and, and mm-hmm. do this, which which. You should do. It make logical sense. Sure. But I think it's going to get through, and a lot of people are going to have COVID-19, whether it's right. this year or next year or, or whatever. Hopefully we have a vaccine to prevent it. But if, if it goes according to form, I'd say stay home. Don't even go to the doctor if you're feeling, if you just feel a little achy and you that. Uh, but if you develop where you can't breathe, you can't catch your breath, 
uh, and you're feeling worse, then you need to see the doctor. And then, mm-hmm. so on you, I'd say the index of suspicion on that, watch it a little closer. Yeah. Meaning you just, if you start getting a little worse, you need to see somebody probably a little quicker. Sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'm typically pretty good about that. If something doesn't feel right, you know, uh, I'm, I, 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 I jump on it. Yeah. Don't Sam's I? the one that never goes to the doctor, but he's not as suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time Sam had a cold. I mean, literally, Sam. <laughs> well, I remember I had hammer toe last year. <laughs> I know that's not respiratory. <laughs> right. But, no, but gross. Same thing. Well, that's not but, gross. Well, and, 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 and I'll go back to right. you being under tight control makes a difference mm-hmm. is what it does. If you take care of yourself preventatively on a lot of things, and diabetes is one of them, it helps a lot to prevent future complications. Right. Well, thank yeah, you. And, and the, uh, the I guess the thing that always gets me about anything respiratory and I, just, I mean, again, I, I think about this with family members and, and, and friends and some who've, you know, passed where they, they appear to be healthy or they're going through a recovery period. Then they wind up with pneumonia and it goes downhill really fast. That's scary. And so, I mean, at the risk of asking a dumb question, why at that point that the lungs become impacted like that, is it so dire? It, it just, all the, you got a re, lot of redundancy in your lungs, meaning that okay. if you get a little infection, inflammation, they still work fine. Right. You could probably work on one lung and do fine. You people have the one lung taken sure. out and they do fine. Not great, but fine. Right. That's what they do. But when you have a little infection in there, it's okay. But then all of a sudden it reaches that point where you can't oxygenate your body. And okay. that's when's trouble. That's when all of a sudden the pneumonia. Sure. A lot of people have little bits of pneumonia here and there all the time. And they were treated, right. whether we treat for a sinus infection, treats the pneumonia or this or that. And they, they, they do better. But when it becomes overwhelming, it overwhelms your system, mm-hmm. and that's when when you do it. Pneumonia is one of the, is the leading cause of death, I think, in middle to, to upper age. I sure, mean, so it, it, it has to be respected, is what it has to be. The first time that I learned that was when I was researching my great grandmother, and I'd always been told that she died in the flu epidemic of nineteen twenty something, whatever it was, and so. And and I guess there were World War One soldiers that were coming back, and so she was part of a, a of a singing troupe or something like that that entertained, and so she was in a gathering hall, and she and a lot of her peers wound up getting the flu, and she did pass from pneumonia. It's that's what yeah. it said. The, the death certificate says pneumonia complications of the flu, wow. and so I, I guess another key there is if you if if it becomes remotely respiratory where you just don't feel right at all, that's the time get to get checked out yeah. so that it doesn't. Yeah. so quickly overwhelmed well and that was probably spanish mm-hmm. flu is probably that that killed if i remember right the numbers one percent of the population of the world died or was it two or three percent i mean it was a high it was percentage high. right to think about that many people dying that's that's incredible and it was it's not the flu that kills you right it's the complications it's afterwards the exactly what you said it's the moaning that comes afterwards right. i i think back even to last year and my wife got flu okay mm-hmm. well she got pneumonia afterwards mm-hmm. and she was a sick cookie yeah. Okay. I mean, she got better and did fine. And we have much better medical care now than we had back in 1920. Of course. Right. So it's much, mm. the, the, the death rate would be much better, is what it would be. Yeah. But still, it's that secondary illness that, that the flu sets you up for it. Right. And then it you weakens you. Yeah. Producer Bailey has a question. Oh, yeah. I have a topic that I think you should talk about, or I'd like to hear you talk about it. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about telemedicine. What you have any thoughts on that? Well, it's it's evolving. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to say anything bad and disparaging about it, so I won't yeah. say anything. Okay. What is it? <laughs> it's I think it's kinda it's kinda like a Skype session with a doctor and it yeah. kinda seems weird. 
to me, but it seems weird. But in a situation like this, yeah. it may actually be beneficial because right. you're not going into an office, you're not bringing your germs right. in and with your, your germs. Fleas is in. The, yeah. the, the problem you get into with Telma, and, and I and I think it's it's there. You have companies that offer it, insurance companies that offer it, sure. and that, yeah. and that type of thing. And we actually talked about doing it in the evening with 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 kids. Okay, have the mom call. But we what we figured out, and we had a platform all set up. There's certain companies that are setting up the the electronics for it, the mm-hmm. digital stuff for it. Right is. I need probably a lot of. I need to listen to that child. I need to look at them better. Yeah. I need to do a probably strep test, flu test, something like that. Right. And I can't do that over over digital. It right. just doesn't work. Now rashes would work fine probably for most of them, and and general advice. But I give general advice on the phone anyway, so it yeah. didn't add much. Right. So and and Sam, you're right. It may get to that point. I see a lot of people psychiatric that people are, are, I see are that too. gone and they do they're yeah. doing a lot of telemedicine work, stuff. Right. So it's evolving. It'll be interesting to see what it evolves into. I, I hate to see it. You know, I get a lot from just seeing the patient exactly. in Personal. the office is what I do. And also not just from a physical exam or or because I get a lot from history. You probably get 90% from history. Yeah. Honestly. Right. But that 10% makes a difference plus I get to feel how the mom's doing and how she's feeling and that that personal feel is what i do so it'll be interesting to see it as evolves yeah Yeah. well because the that makes sense to me too because really the care is it's total care it isn't that something that's been scientifically proven in medicine anyway that the environment and everything else total care is more than just seeing the doctor in medicine it's that total experience and everything that you consider with the environment that they're in and everything right absolutely yeah absolutely so, and I, I would be willing to try telemedicine, you know, for that kind of stuff. It's probably good if you want to have that initial question, like you were saying, Bucky, about, you know, just an answer and then, hey, come in and see me. And I, maybe that helps with keeping unnecessary, you know, germs you know, out, mm-hmm. out of the office and so forth. But um, Case by case. But, yeah, two-dimensional screens. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm at the risk of sounding old school with that, too, but... I would feel much more comfortable being able to Q&A and have the doctor look at me. And how many times have you taken a picture of something and that's not really the way it looks? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I have a... I, have a, a okay, I don't want to know mean. what pictures <laughs> you're sending. No, no. And, and, and Why I, is it always me? <laughs> I, have a fr- it I have a friend that actually does telemedicine. He's okay. in, and, and, and the area he does it in makes sense. He's in rural Nebraska. Okay, yeah. They don't have a lot of doctors out there. And the emergency room actually, they have devices they can listen to the chest. Oh, they really? Can, okay. They can they can do wow. all. Let's wow. set up, look at the EKG, do everything. He's set up for it. Okay. And it's set up for. I, I can't see him doing that at one of the local hospitals in a big city. That makes sense. But in a rural area where they really don't have the doctor sure. care and have have the resources, it makes sense. Yeah, if you're 30 miles from a doctor and you need immediate it attention. It can make a difference. But, but it's the same difference, and I'll go off on a tangent here. It's the same difference of people that go to medical school sometimes get get uh, their, their scholarships to go practice rural medicine, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Uh, because people don't want to stay in the city. And what happens is a lot of times they practice a few years and they come back is what they do. Really? City is where you're, yeah. you're going to have your population, you're going to make your money, you're going to – have patients. So this telemedicine that they're using in rural areas is now being morphed into in the city. And it's just, I, I don't want it to be just a moneymaker. Okay? That, yeah. That's the whole right. thing. If it was good medicine, it's fine. But I don't want it to be a moneymaker. I don't do medicine to make money. Right. I do medicine to make money, but that's not the primary goal. Correct. I mean, I need to support my family and my office and that, but it's not why not I take care of patients. And yet many, many do. I mean, right. it's just, just, sure. The That's why you have beast. to be very careful about your provi- who you who you 
who your doctors are. Absolutely. And that's yeah. a whole other ball game and podcast. Well, that's a great question, Bailey. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dr. Bucky, thank you so much for coming in and helping, you know, keep us focused on the facts for COVID-19. Yes. You're very welcome. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com.